0: Hey, welcome back to the Sunday morning coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists ahead the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So uh, how's it going, Sebastian?
1: Oh, pretty good. Um, well, I mean, as good as you can be when you're on a forced hockey break so um you know things are going well uh, i'm not gonna lie all i've done was uh catch up on uh, what i would call now my favorite tv show in yellowstone so i mean i've just been literally crushing all four seasons in the last two days uh, so not nothing too crazy going on around here what about you i can't say i don't even know what yellowstone is what is it it's honestly like a uh, is it like what would happen if like, like yellowstone blew up no, no, it's like about like a ranch on Yellowstone and like there's a lot of action. I think honestly, I think you'd like it. It's very, uh, I, I would say just just check it out. It's definitely, uh, I, I started watching it before kind of our hockey started this year. I watched probably the first, I don't know, four or five episodes of the first season and then hockey got started and just didn't have time to really binge anything. And then obviously our Christmas break started a, about a week early. So I decided, you know what? Anytime I get a chance, I'll just crush an episode of Yellowstone, and it just kind of the storage keeps grabbing you and bringing you in. And I it was funny enough; um, I'm sure people can tell I've got a bit of a cold, um, just you know the common cold. So, um, I, you know, I need my sleep and trying to rest up. But I was watching uh, the finale of season three, and I'm not going to ruin it for anybody if they haven't caught up. You know, if you decide to watch it, but the craziest thing happens, and I was like are you serious i'm like now i have to stay up and watch one more hour episode i'm like i'm already exhausted but i'm like i can't go to bed because the next episode is available to me so i watched the next episode it got to the point where like even that episode ends and i was like you have to stop man so i was like whenever i went to bed it was like midnight um wife was like why are you coming to bed so late i was like listen season three ended with a bang and i just couldn't go to sleep because i would just lay in bed going what the hell happened there
0: Dude, that is me with a lot of different shows, but I binge on different things. I am i don't know. I binge on weird things. I mean, I definitely got into a lot of things people were getting into during COVID, all the typical series everyone got into during COVID. But one of the shows I love watching here, and I wouldn't say I binge it, but it's definitely the show I most, I most watch regularly here, is I got hooked on a lot of British TV shows when I lived in England years ago. And they keep going. And I fascinated by them because if you understand British humor and just the I don't know how to explain British humor, people who are familiar with it, watch British TV shows, especially British reality shows, understand the British humor is just it's a little bit more direct at the individual, especially on reality TV shows. And so the ones I got into when I was in England was, first of all, this show called First Dates, where they basically have this restaurant that they abduct every Saturday for the summer and everyone going in there is going on a first date. I think they can see the picture of the person in their name before they go on a date. And that's it. They know nothing else about the person. And they you get to watch the first date go down. And I don't know, man. I got really hooked on it because some of the dates go so bad. It's just, I don't know, cringe worthy, awesome. And I love that sort of thing. I'm a guy who sits there and watch cringe compilations on YouTube. And these shows just feed that nature for me, especially when it comes to ones like uh, Come Dine With Me. That's another big show I got into in England where four people cook for each other at their homes. Uh, they change things up during COVID because COVID. So now they go to a big mansion they rent out in different places of the country and they all cook in this big kitchen for each other and they all sit way far apart from each other and don't, I don't know, it's, COVID sucks. But this show still happens. And it's just it's awesome to see how these people interact because it's not there's some ones where people are getting along for the most part and there's other ones where people just hate each other and they still have to cook for each other and go to each other's houses it's awesome man it's honestly i love that stuff and it's channel four if anyone has a vpn go to channel four it's i think the website is literally channel four dot uk or something and it's free with commercials You can pay for the service, which I'm afraid if I pay for the service, they figure out I'm not in England. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just going to deal with the British commercials. So one good thing I give them is if you watch a lot of things online or elsewhere, at least the commercials are not the repeat commercials every break. I could watch all night and not get the same commercial twice. And that's all I ask for. I'm fine seeing this Tesco commercial or that Sainsbury commercial or whatever, I just don't want to see the same like three commercial every single break because then I go mad. That's my um, I guess my binge worthy shows when I'm not watching hockey, because if I'm not watching like Channel 4, I'm either watching some sort of YouTube thing on wine or fails or basically watching hockey TV. I mean, I think last night I even watched I think the PGHL, the Pacific Junior Hockey League, and I think it was Alder Grove and Surrey. Uh we're recording this on on Christmas Eve. So the game was like on the I don't know, 22nd or 23rd. I watch games that are already past cuz I can skip through the uh whistle breaks by just double clicking. So, yeah, that's uh that's what I binge on. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit I of weird, honestly.
1: Yeah? I honestly wish you could see me right now because I just had the biggest smile the entire time we're talking there because during the COVID first covid lockdown i would say when you know you've already watched every single show that was available yeah like, ever i guess there were like clips that would happen on facebook she would see and there was a show on channel 4 actually called goggle box i don't know if you've ever heard of that it's basically people like set up, they don't set up like there's like actual film crew in their house and they basically watch the shows that you were talking about, like Come Dine with Me, and and all the British reality shows, and they react to them. But like they're all usually pretty funny. Like obviously they wouldn't stay on if they weren't funny. I guess the point is to is to, you know, to bring humor. So when as you're naming all these shows, I was just laughing because I could just think of them, like like the old Naked and Afraid. Like if people <laughs> want to see like what British humor is like, just it's not even called Naked Afraid. So Naked Attraction, that's the one do yourself a favor i mean you can youtube it but i'm just letting you know right now it's it's naked attraction, and that's exactly what it's called like the like the british don't beat around the bush it's literally you don't see people's faces you just see their naked bodies and then you pick them to go on a date like but people's reactions to it is hilarious so yeah the british definitely have a certain kind of humor and it makes for some good television i can agree to that
0: yeah that's it's the stuff i like i don't know reality in terms of that's why i kind of like the fails i don't know i'm i'm just a i guess a grown man child that i still sit there and watch fail videos and cringe videos i'm really entertained by them yeah i mean shows like i don't know like 90 day fiance which i swear half the time is just straight up staged uh it's still entertaining to watch i don't know i love that reality stuff i unless it's the office or modern family or even rescue me uh, you know none of those shows are still on but i will sit there and watch the repeats like an addict i like the reality stuff man i don't i don't know
1: man if you like those shows i know we've had this conversation and you said you know you're not you've heard about it you never really gone to a parks and rec you have to do it
0: community and parks and rec are both really good we've definitely watched a bulk of both i don't think we finished either i think we were in the midst of moving out of utah in the midst of both shows that's what we get hooked on but if i'm not watching hockey or reality tv it's it's a show i'm already super familiar with some of these shows that come out on i don't know any of these streaming services now something really has to stand out for me to want to dive into it and right now we don't have any more streaming services we've lost our netflix when we left t-mobile we canceled amazon prime so it's basically whatever i can acquire beyond that i'm a sports guy man i'll sit there and watch football and hockey and i mean we have a hockey podcast so I'm like, that's a oh and for those listening this is actually the final edition of Sunday Morning Coffee. It's a series we introduced late in the summer. It went over real well in the beginning. I think at this point, it's time to kind of taper it off and just, you know, we'll be releasing the weekly episodes on Wednesdays. So definitely always give a listen out for those. Those are going to be still drop every week like they have been but the sunday morning coffee series this is probably the last one i don't i don't see it coming back we might do special edition episodes in the future if something really big happens i figure with at the end of 2021 so is the end with the sunday morning coffee series so for those that uh, were big fans of the sunday morning coffee series if you wanted to come back for some reason or stay on reach out i don't see it happening but you can always tell me you really liked it <laughs> so but but yeah this is probably the end of it
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely served its purpose. So it was, uh, it was fun, you know, while it lasted, but you know, like we talked about before we went on this, um, recording and how, you know, we kind of focused more on bringing up the quality of the, you know, the weekly, the weekly drop. So I think that definitely, uh, allows us to, either, to, you know, one, kind of focus more on that weekly drop and to kind of have more topics to really kind of discuss in that weekly drop. And you guys know us. We could start off with one topic and end up with a completely different topic. I mean, we came in here fully wanting to talk about hockey and we just talked about TV shows for the last 10 minutes. So um, you know what to expect from us. That's not going to change. It's just we're not no longer going to have the Sunday chat.
0: You know, it's been great. But I think at this point when we, we talk off the podcast – one of the things we we're talking about like we tend to catch up on the podcast that's exactly what we do this is what we're doing here the listeners are literally listening to us catch up live on the podcast and well i wouldn't say live but they the listeners here, is catch up here on the podcast and i think what you said there mean you talked about it and we figured to focus more on the quality than the quantity of the episodes we're going to focus on the quality and, and bringing guests in that instead of making them a sunday morning coffee edition Make them the focus of that week. Talk with them about their hockey world. Talk with them about themselves. And then talk about some hockey-related stuff away from their hockey world and themselves. I mean, we get a lot of downloads. We have a lot of regular listeners. And we love all of you for listening. Seriously, it's it's been a blast the last 15 months so far. And we're just going to continue down that route and see what happens in 2022 with the, with the podcast.
1: Yeah, everyone's listening, so it'll... Uh... It'll, it'll start off the new year in, in a great way, and I think, like you said, having more guests on and kind of, you know, the guests we've already kind of talked about potentially bringing on and the different topics that those guests will cover through their backgrounds or, you know, what they're doing with, you know, hockey and whatnot right now. I think 2022 is going to be, you know, a good year for all of us and especially for the podcast
0: yeah and that's one of those things i guess with this being the final sunday morning coffee for those that listen you can pass it on too is you know we do want to hear what people have to say we honestly the feedback this you know 15 months we've been on the air has actually been amazing and we have tried some things that haven't worked and we've tried some things that worked and having the guests on is a big deal people really really are interested in the episodes where we have a guest on and kind of moving forward one of those ideas like we could have a guest. like we've had a bunch of the mustang staff at this point we've had the assistant coach nick dreyer we've had Stefan bell to broadcast we've had a bunch of the boys from the team uh we've had like not only from your carlton place canadians we've had you know one of the members from your team there we've had owners we've had coaches from the nhl the EOJHL, the usphl and we want to kind of keep going down that route and If someone does come on and they're like, hey, you know, I'm a big, I don't know, Colorado Avalanche fan. And when I'm on, I would love to be on an episode where you just kind of over the avalanche uh, roster and talk about it more in depth on things that they could improve things you know they could do this way what are things that they've done right in the past and it's like if that's what they want to do we bring them on as a guest we introduce them we talk about the hockey world we learn a little bit more about them then let's talk about some colorado avalanche it allows us to dive deep more on a team maybe like i'm not a colorado avalanche follower yes our co-host michelle is she could talk about them in depth and so when we bring guests on, we want them to be passionate about their subject. And if they want to revisit the 2010 draft or the 1997 draft, let's do it. We want to know what they want to talk about when they come on this podcast. And they, they might want to talk about like the ECHL. They might want to talk about the American Hockey League or the Continental Hockey League. And so, you know, we want to kind of cater to what the guest wants to talk about. And, you know, when the guest is interested in the topic, we get a lot of really good content out of it. I could tell you all day about the Buffalo Sabres and all the different things they could be doing right. But you dive into another team like Anaheim. I don't know. I'd have to dive into it. I'm familiar with them. I know a lot of the roster, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you about a lot of different things about the Ducks if we were going to go in depth on the episode. You know what I mean? Well, I feel you 100%. So if you've been on before and you want to jump back on, reach out. We're going to be reaching out to you regardless if you don't reach out to us first. And if you want to jump on, we'll bring you back on. And if you're somebody who listens regularly, you know, like I said, fan, coach, player, owner, and you want to jump on, jump on. So me and you were talking before we jumped on the podcast and you would noted something with a little bit of world happenings with the IIHF.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know every detail, so uh, don't shoot me. But from what I've read and kind of looked into, I'm not really thrilled with the IIHF right now. Yeah, World Junior's about to start, and you know, I watched two prelim games yesterday, and I'm super excited for it, don't get me wrong. Canada looked great. Two potential NHL studs that have you know, already been drafted playing together, now. I'm super excited. But on the other hand, the women's U18s, so basically... You know, we have the men's U18s that, that happen every year as well. So, you know, a lot of the kids I coach know, at least some kids that, you know, have been through the program and I, I've talked to coaches who have been in their program. And I know for both the men's and women's U18, a ton of work goes into it. It's like, it's not like a, hey, congratulations on the U18 team tomorrow moving or we're going to Sweden, for example, which, where it should have been this year, and playing. You know, it's a year-long really process and, and you know they, they put these teams together and it's, it's the future of both men's and women's mm-hmm. hockey. So IHF basically just said, you know what, this is an Alberta men's hockey, you're good to go, cut your fans by 50%. The women's U18s in Sweden this year and instead of postponing due to, you know, what's happening with COVID or whatever, um, they just canceled it. There's just not even a second thought, not even, hey, maybe we'll find a different place to do this or hey, maybe we'll do this in a few months, kind of like how the women's worlds happen. They just straight up went, no, we're just canceling this. And I don't know. I'm kind of, and I think the hockey world is as well. From you know, tweets and everything I've seen is kind of ticked off about how the IHF can just cancel it and just kind of whatever move on with all the work that you know these these young women and all the coaches and the organizations have put in to put this tournament together to be ready to go. um, To just cancel them and not even give them a second chance, I think is absolute BS. To me, if you're canceling the U18s, then you should be canceling the World Juniors.
0: The tweets and such are definitely. I think they're speaking the truth. They're very quick to cancel. Like you saw it last year. Where was it? The women's world initially was what? Nova Scotia. Yeah. Yeah. And they just like sniped and killed it. And the men's went on or no, no men's. uh, They moved it to Dallas, didn't they? Or the Dallas area, I think, took on the games. Um, And then the women's eventually they got played. Did they not? They got played yeah, in Calgary. Yeah,
1: eventually. So a bunch of countries basically stepped up and were like, "Hey, like, we're we willing to do this." And uh, I ended up happening. I think it was in Calgary, wasn't it? But or in Calgary. But that being said, that was a postponement. They postponed it. They're like, you know what, we can't do it right now because you know where they were at the time had a huge spike in COVID. And even though there were no fans and everything like that, they just basically said, "Hey, it's not going to happen here." So they postponed it and kind of moved it. But the IHF just said, hey, u eighteen, thank you for your time. And this isn't just Canada, just the U.S. This is every country participating. You know, thanks for all the work you put in, but it's canceled. Just done. Don't worry about so is it.
0: The, so is the IIHF as an organization just straight up canceled it or the countries voted to just kill it? From
1: what I read, the IIHF decided that it was better that they just cancel it
0: that's i don't know like that, that sweden that, that was there input from sweden straight up saying like okay well canada can handle these games but sweden
1: can't and i'm sure you know right now some of the countries in europe kind of getting hit a little harder with everything that's going on right now so i'm not sure if maybe sweden came in and just said hey like listen right now we, we don't think it it's plausible for us to hold this or you know whatever it is but that being said even if the country host country comes to you and says hey this isn't gonna happen well, at least for now, put a temporary pause on it. Say, you know, things are happening, we're looking to reschedule. And then down the road, if something happens where it's just literally not possible to reschedule, then you have a press conference and you cancel and you explain the reasons why. Don't just Oh, you know what? COVID's getting bad again. Don't worry about it, we're just canceling it. It's just kind of it was very weird how you know Canada's also getting hit pretty hard right now. Um Ontario's getting hit pretty hard right now. I know Alberta they're wild sometimes the numbers are up The numbers are down So they just took their fans and cut them in half And just continue with this They, they We had a prelim game that was cancelled because of COVID When player tested positive So there is COVID in that tournament At this point there's a, there's a team I don't remember what team it was I don't remember what player it was I don't think it really matters But there's a team that had a positive case And they had to shut down their prelim game So now, well, today's 24 So in two days the tournament starts on Boxing Day So how is that tournament any safer than a tournament that was going to happen in Sweden where they just canceled it? So they're able to push on through with the World Juniors. Don't get me wrong. I love the World Juniors. I watch it every year. I absolutely love it. But can't tell me that, you know, hockey is a 50-50 sport. It's fair for everybody. It's inclusive and all this crap when, you know, U18s women's is just straight up canceled before you even had a chance to try to start.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what their justification is. I was just trying to scroll through the IHS site to to try to get some information on what the decision was like, what was the justification behind the decision? Because I know it is it's spiking all over the world right now. And I know Canada is not immune to it. Scandinavia isn't. I mean, it's uh, I think the the rates here in Denmark are the worst they've ever been because the population so heavily vaccinated. It's not resulting in a lot of hospitalizations. It's just resulting in a lot of positive tests. But they're also really dropping the restrictions. Like, I I mean, I was kind of upset here because my wife's whole process and her program was wrapping up around 20th. So she was kind of relieved to kind of start doing stuff on the 21st. I figured, OK, we got all these great Danish Christmas markets. Tivoli is going to be open. That's a big old school theme park here in, in Copenhagen. And we're like, oh, you know, it'll be really nice and magical leading up to the days before Christmas. Unaware that they were just going to shut everything down on the 19th. <laughs> and uh, by the time she was free to do this stuff and we looked around, they, they were closing up the markets right between our house because we live right kind of between two markets. And Tivoli was shut down. And I'm like, oh, come on. Well, I thought everyone told me like this was going to be the right time. Then you looked up online. It's like, oh, due to COVID-19. I'm like, so we got these year long passes we're not being able to use because covid's just ruining stuff here and I don't know I mean I'm sure Denmark's more vaccinated than Sweden and of course their neighbors I mean we a 30 minute train ride we're in Malmo and having some great great fish soup but it just seems like from what we're hearing right now, it, the decision was we can find a way for the men's game to happen because that's where the money comes from now.
1: Yeah. And like I said, so I'm kind of reading through um, and what they've said is they're canceling all tournaments for January 2022. So the U20, so basically the World Juniors Group B, so like the teams that you know are trying to get into the tournament for the next year, um, the U18 Women's, um, what else is there? Uh, it's basically just the U18 women's And then just that group B But to me what it seems like is And let's be honest we know that the World Juniors Is a cash cow Yeah. They make fistfuls of money on this So you're telling me That COVID is so bad That we can have a tournament in December But in January We gotta stop Because it's bad So to me Like you, like you just nailed on the head I think it's just It's If the U18 women's brought as much money in as the World Juniors did, I think that this tournament would not be cancelled. This tournament would have found a way they would have postponed. They would have pushed it back somewhere else. And honestly, I think that's what happened with the World's Women's as well. I think that women's hockey is starting to really make a push, and they're like, you know, we can't cancel this. You know, we're making money off it. So they kind of found a place and made it work. And I I think just even the U18 men's, I mean, I have watched it here and there, but I don't think it's just, you know, it's not money get cash cow like these other tournaments are for them like the world juniors is and they're just so willingness to just cancel it and then they go well i wonder you know but of course the ihf will then be like well we're all about inclusivity and you know women's hockey and all this crap but at the end of the day it's just i don't it just drives me crazy that they're just so willingness to, to just cancel it i mean you know the impact that the u18 has on both the men's and women's it's literally the future stars of the game both men and women. doesn't matter. It's literally both future stars. And you're willing to just absolutely cancel, no questions asked, not even postponed the women's side of it. And, and don't get me wrong, these women are still going to go off to university or wherever, and they're still going to become the stars that they're going to be. But this is a great time for them to showcase that and, and show they can play. And some of them even probably get better scholarship offers from going to this if they ever, haven't already signed somewhere. So I don't know. To me, it, it just kind of makes me, I always kind of question the IHF. They always have weird rules and just rulings on things but now to to me this is just kind of i don't know it, to me it, it not i can't really say it crosses the line i mean but at the same time it's it's disheartening to, to see them do this the
0: tournaments are a showcase for these young athletes to show their skill sets and everything i mean seriously who knew about devin levi maybe except for you guys in carlton place but who knew about devin levi before last year's worlds who in canada knew levi's name
1: yeah unless you you know watch the CCHL January Hockey, you probably had no idea who it was.
0: Right. And, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, wow, who is this kid? Oh, he's a Florida Panthers draft pick, and now he's a Buffalo Sabre. But nobody knew who he was. And that, that well, nobody outside of really the CCHL really knew who he was. And he stole, he, man, he almost stole the worlds for Canada last year. He was playing out of his mind. And uh, fortunately for me as an American, he got upstaged by his, at that time, future possible Florida Panthers teammate, and then Spencer Knight. It's a really big showcase for these young athletes to be able to get there on the international stage. It develops their game, too. Playing on that international stage with those teams develops their game, develops the way they play the game, the way they see the game, their the way other people see them in the game and it's something of pride it's a huge thing of pride to represent your country at a, at a games like this and to know that you were part of the u18 team and be able to represent your country in these games and it's something that they'd be talking about for the rest of their lives and it's just kind of been taken from them and it wouldn't be i guess that big of a deal and they canceled both sides
1: yeah i think the the january excuse is just that an excuse so and i think i kind of makes me mad here is just the way that you so due to ongoing concerns regarding the spread of omicron variant the ihf difficult decision to cancel the tournament for scheduled for january 2022 so the ongoing spread so i guess december doesn't count it's like a safe zone
0: worst they could do is we postpone until further notice this way it isn't just straight up cancel. Postpone until maybe things start to open up again in April, May. And it's like, okay, now we can have the tournament. Maybe Sweden opens back up. Maybe it's something I can get to because I'm over here, you know? That's exciting. I didn't even know uh, where I don't know where half the games are happening. You can't go into half the places in the in the world right now. So postponed would have been better. Postpone until further notice. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then maybe cancel it. Exactly. If something you know really bad happens, or you're not able to find a spot, or you know countries decide and you start pulling out at that point, make a cancellation. But don't just ah things are starting to look bad. Let's get through this World Juniors and then we'll we'll cancel the rest. Give these athletes an opportunity
0: to play. They've been training for this and they've been selected for this. And it was like you said, it isn't something that's just like last second put together. These are things that are worked on. These rosters are built or developed. And just to not be able to hit the ice when when the men's side is able to and then just
1: straight up saying canceled, not even postpone. That's that's rough. That's rough. Um, And, and I know kind of you know, people listening are probably like, well, this is a uh, super negative right now. But yep. um, you did have some good news that you shared with me about the Premier Hockey Federation that I think, you know, kind of you, know, you have a bad but it was also a bit of a good here. So uh, if you want to share that news, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. In terms of, you know, good news for the the women's game is that uh, a few days ago, Premier Hockey Federation announced that they have a new like multi-year agreement with uh, Upper Deck, the uh, trading card company. And I thought that was super cool that uh, that just shows people want to watch women's sports. It's lucrative. It can be much more lucrative than it is right now. And the fact that a, a big company like Upper Deck is signed on because trading cards have been coming back in the in the years to pass. And you know, I don't know, because again, everything's locked in a storage unit in Utah, but I have a lot of hockey trading cards too. And they're all I basically mostly collect goalies, but I bought a couple boxes of women's trading cards. It was like college hockey trading cards a few years back. And I don't remember the name of the company. It probably definitely was an Upper Deck. It's really, really good news to hear for the women's game that it keeps growing. And the fact that they're putting that note out there, that message out there that, hey, we can be lucrative. We can be successful if we're given the proper amount of attention and stuff isn't just straight up canceled on us. I mean, there's a high desire to watch these games. I mean, they've got that deal earlier this year with ESPN Plus where their games are now aired on ESPN. And they've now got this uh, upper deck deal for trading cards. And I just think it legitimizes what people have been saying for a very long time was if you give the women's game the attention you give the men's game, you could quickly grow this game and be very, very lucrative. And these women can be making a lot more money than they do now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that a company like that is willing to jump on and basically put their faith into the league and into what they're doing. Um, it just shows that, you know, there's going to be followers and it's, it's great news for, you know, for everyone talking and hopefully, you know, there's more companies that follow suit.
0: That's some more of the news we need, I think, nowadays. And I'm excited to see what these cards, I know everyone's trying to chomp at the bit, they get their hands on them. I'm going to be one of them. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get them over here in Denmark because they tax everything. I got three pieces of letter, letters, letters, like letter envelope letters. And, and the Danish government charged me the exact same amount that it cost me to ship them here. So... Three letters, we're talking about documents, cost me fifty four dollars to get here in, in Denmark. So I don't wanna get anything sent here. So I don't I might be sending a lot of stuff to I don't know, friends until I can pick things up.
1: Is that uh, nudge nudge or
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, so you, I need your address, buddy, because I'm gonna be shipping some stuff there until I can grab it. Like, not shipping stuff in here to Denmark, especially because I'm not keeping here. I don't understand why they have to charge me $54 for envelopes that are leaving the country. It makes no sense. But yeah, whatever. Sunday morning coffees have been fun. The listeners that regularly tuned in seem to enjoy them. I'm really excited for what the uh, podcast has coming in 2022, and for the guests we'll have on, and the topics we'll bring up, and yeah, cuz I know you know it and and Ben knows it and Michelle has I think uh, new new member to the team here has started to pick up on it. I plan out well in mm-hmm. advance for these episodes and I'm already looking at April's episodes including the uh <laughs> including the bracket challenge. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, um I can attest to that, don't worry. I look at the <laughs> uh, very well maintained documents, don't worry.
0: <laughs> I just have to grant access and everyone can see my madness. But, uh, yeah, passionate hockey fan. I love my stuff. And, like, building our little slides for, like, uh, jersey episodes and the documents and videos for highlight episodes. I enjoy all of it, man. Uh, I love my sport. And uh, I'm here to talk about it next year as well. And uh, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in on this final episode of the Sunday Morning Coffee edition of Pigeon Hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. And again, players, coaches, owners, families, friends, fans, you only have a couple days left in December. If you think there's a highlight we're submitting to the podcast for December's highlight episode, send us a DM at PHHOfficial and tell us the team, the date of the game, and the exact hockey TV video time if it's on hockey TV. If you don't have hockey TV and it's another location, send us the clip and we will put it into our rank for consideration it may or may not make it but uh we'll definitely look at it and consider it but that said this was pigeonhole hockey podcast final sunday morning coffee edition with chris and sebastian yeah
1: and uh thanks for listening and you know we hope you guys had a a great holiday season looking forward to 2022
0: and remember always clear crease